Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. COVID strikes again. Utah's game against Arizona was canceled. What happens this week? Helmets off is on. Helmets off, uh, Scott Mitchell here, and I'm of course the host of this. Uh, we appreciate you being a part of our show, and uh, if you like us, go to Facebook at the Helmets Off Podcast, Twitter at the Helmets Off Show, like us. Also, we're powered by KSL Sports. Download the KSL Sports app; it's free, and uh, you can also download this podcast through the KSL Sports app or anywhere you find your uh, podcasts. That's uh, all right. So today we've got a fun show. Of course, uh, out of the Pac-12, the University of Utah will start its uh, first game of the season again, Groundhog Day happening in early November. Uh, Utah was actually canceled versus Arizona on Friday afternoon after everyone was so excited about the season starting. And with this uh, same-day rapid response testing, there's clearly um, – you know, almost minute by minute uh, information available about who's positive and who isn't, which is a good thing. I think it helps. Uh, Utah would not have been able to actually man a team uh, or, in in fact, they wouldn't even give the guys who would be playing in place of the people who were there. uh, Like, these would be red shirt guys. These would be walk-on guys who have hardly gotten any reps. So, Good thing they they canceled the game uh, for the players. Bad for the fans, but it is what it is. So now Utah, instead of having a home opener against, uh, I would say, a winnable opponent with a very young, inexperienced team, especially on defense, now has to go to Pasadena and the Rose Bowl and face UCLA, who in a losing effort put up 42 points against Colorado at Colorado, which I think was a surprise to a lot of people. You know, a lot of people weren't sure about Colorado and how they were. But we do know that uh, um, they've already played a game. And that's a huge advantage. It's a huge advantage that UCLA's played. It's a huge advantage that the game's in Pasadena. And it's a huge disadvantage uh, for Utah to have to now travel for its first game. And, and it's, it's kind of a simple reason why. The reason is the inexperience. So you have all these young players. You have young quarterbacks or, you know, Jake Bentley's not young. But you have, you have these players that are going through things for the first time. The very first college football game a lot of these guys are going to be going, uh, experiencing is at the Rose Bowl. Now you go, yeah, but there aren't any fans, and it's UCLA. And it doesn't matter. It's still, it's still an iconic place. A lot of these players grow up in California. A lot of players understand the significance of the Rose Bowl. So, yeah, it's a big deal. And, and to, have, uh, to have it be your first game 
there are just things that you've never experienced. So these young teams, you just don't know how these these players who are true freshmen are going to respond to the the environment, to the game, to the speed of all of this. You really want that at home. I mean, you, it's unfortunate Utah didn't have a non-conference schedule, but uh, to to pick an opponent in the South and say which team in the South would you like to open with? Arizona was possibly the easiest opening game that Utah could have had, and unfortunately, and, and UCLA might be number two, but uh, you know to have them on the road that that's disappointing. And on top of it. You know, Utah now is max, hopefully, going to play six games. And and if you're going to cancel a game, you, you kind of want it against maybe like USC or Arizona State and not Arizona because that's, that's a game you certainly can win. And so affecting you as far as, you know, where you are in the conference, uh, where you are across the country, uh, that, you know, having to sacrifice that game is probably one you don't want to have to sacrifice. Uh, it's it's certainly a disappointing thing. Fortunately for Utah, the game was moved to Saturday, and I think I think that gives Utah a chance to actually play in the game. All of this said, I'm just telling you right now. All of this said, just bolsters my uh, opinion about the whole season in general, and that it actually should be a glorified spring football practice. So you you get a lot of people, a lot of reps. And you play, you play as many players as you possibly can and, and get yourself tuned up and in the best possible position uh, to, to compete next season. Utah does not know what they have defensively. And this is a great way with game experience to find out, all right, who can really play and who really can't play and who's ready to play and who really isn't ready to play. And it's a great barometer, a great test. This is a, this is a throwaway year. And it's it's just one it's it's bonus time. I mean, you can't you can't seriously play five regular season games and call that a season and 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 take that with a lot of seriousness. You just can't. And I'm sorry, but it just it just it just doesn't doesn't really pass the test for me. So uh, Utah, uh, it, you know, this will be a tough test. I mean, you, you would think uh, you would like to have had a game under your belt going to UCLA. It's still a very winnable game, but but it's. It's going to be a hard game with all the inexperience and these players going through these and it traveling, you know, the fact that you got to get on an airplane, you're staying in a hotel, it's all new. And how do you handle and how do you manage that and get yourself ready to play and be effective in a game and players that have had experience, they've been on the road and Utah typically is a good road team, but this is an, this is an inexperienced bunch and, and they'll have their hands full on Saturday night against uh, UCLA, uh, provided that the game is played. And, and we just don't know. I mean, it's a minute-by-minute minute thing, and you hope, you hope that it will happen. Okay, we're going to take a break. But, uh, you know, this whole quarterback battle, how does actually the cancellation have any impact on this quarterback battle? And, and I think that, that it actually does. So uh, stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell here and uh, talking about the University of Utah getting ready to play its first game this season. And of course, everyone's still anticipating and we almost, almost got to hear who the starting quarterback was until Utah canceled its game uh, Friday afternoon against Arizona, its season opener, and still 
holding it tight to his vest, Kyle Whittingham has not revealed who that starter will be. But it's uh, with the cancellation of, of the first game, the fact that they're only playing five regular season games, I think may bolster the case for the younger Cam Rising to actually get time. The, no one's going to take you very serious on a national level. Uh, it, it's going to be hard. I mean, how do you how do you compete against uh, you know? Let's say let's say USC is five and one and Utah is five and zero. Oh. Um, how does that stack up? Uh, in in the how do you count that? I, I don't know. It just it just seems like it's it's rather complicated. Five regular season games is not a whole lot. And therefore, play the young guys. Play all the young guys you can. Get as much experience to these guys as possible, and and let's see where where all of this goes. Uh, I, I just I just feel that that's that's the best thing to happen. But here here's the reality of probably what's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if everyone plays this year. I wouldn't be surprised if. All three quarterbacks at Utah played this year. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw guys you don't even know about playing on the offensive line, wide receivers, running backs. I wouldn't be surprised defensively. I would not be surprised if you saw a lot of players who you may never have heard about. Have heard about. And I think I think it's not a bad idea to do that. I know I know we're talking about the quarterback battle here, but I I think it's part of. It may happen just because they're forced to have it happen with guys being out for, for COVID uh, issues. And so you just go, well, we just, we got to play these young guys. I think it's also an opportunity where you just say, there's, there's nothing in this year. I mean, you're probably not going to have fans in attendance at any of your home games. Uh, it, it, I just don't see that happening with, with the uh, government, the governor's new mandate and, an emergency uh, declaration on the coronavirus. So it's not like your fans are going to, and I think, I think, I think it'd be interesting for the fans. I think it would be fascinating to see, yeah, let's check this young guy out, see what he's got. I mean, you're, you're not losing anything in any of this. And, and I understand, you know, here, look, here's, here's the thing. Okay. This statement's made over and over and over again. The number one thing that we're interested in is the safety of our players. You hear this from Mark Harlan, the athletic director, from Kyle Whittingham. You hear it across the Pac-12, from the Pac-12 leadership. You hear player safety is our biggest concern. Not about winning championships, not about competing uh, for the college football playoffs, not about going to bowl games, not even about making money. And, and, and revenue, the number one priority is player safety. So no one cares about the season like they typically would. No one's about competing for conference championships, for playoffs, for any of that. All they care about is player safety. So if that's the case, there is not a better time than right now to – just let your guys go in and see what they can do. There's nothing that will will show you how what a guy can do until he gets in a game. And then you you go, you know what? I was surprised by that that guy. I was very surprised. Uh, uh, and you you see this, you and I, I've seen it throughout my career. You go, 
guys look terrible in practice. You know, that guy, oh. And then all of a sudden they get in the game and they just show up. So I think, I think there's a great opportunity for these, for Utah, if, if they're really smart. And it may, it, may have, it may have the appearance of, hey, we really don't care, we really don't care. But the reality is we really do care. And this is a great barometer for us. It's a great development tool for us. And we're, we're not going to lose anything by doing this. Nothing at all. So, anyways, great idea um, for Utah. I'm going to take another break here. When we come back, uh, <laughs> okay, is Tom Brady finally done? Because he looked horrendous against the Saints on uh, football Sunday night. Stick around. Welcome back to Helmets Off. Uh, Tom Brady, who has appeared like ageless, who is 43, uh, looked horrendous in, in a game in, uh, at home <clears throat> against the New Orleans Saints. Really surprised me because um, it just it felt like the Saints, you know, uh, w- were kind of on the down word spiral it felt like Drew Brees couldn't throw a pass over 10 yards and it just like there wasn't any explosion in their offense I mean on and on and on and all of a sudden they just showed up now there was an interesting thing that happened in the game and this happens a lot in games where the team the Saints they go down the field they score boom and uh, the Buccaneers get the ball back and they go three and out. And now they they sit there. Tampa goes on another long or, or New Orleans goes on another long drive and scores. The Bucks come back out again, three and out again. And now they're sitting. And when you're when you're old like Tom Brady and even Drew Brees, it's a great example of, man, I gotta get in a rhythm. I gotta get in a flow. I don't want this momentum to get away from our team. Usually veteran players can, can switch that up, that momentum. But it's, it's a good indication of how it's so critical to answer back to other teams when they do something positive. And, and there was no fight. There was no focus. There was no drive. There was no urgency to Tampa Bay answering back. And, and, and it's a battle like every single series in the NFL because, the, because it's so intense and the, and the teams are pushing to, to play at their highest level all the time. And you have to answer that energy always. You can't just take periods of the game off or you're going to get run over. And it was fascinating to watch the emotional side of the NFL football, the NFL happened. And really, this is, I mean, we're talking Tom Brady, one of the greatest players of all time, was not able to match that intensity, to match that momentum shift. And he just, it almost felt like he was just kind of going through the motions. There was no fight. There was no fire. And it begs to, to you know, you wonder, is this guy, is this guy, is this is what this is going to be? It's like one week is good and one week is bad and one week is good. 
and, and you just get kind of this inconsistent performance because that's one of the things that I think Tom Brady was so good at is that he consistently played at a high level. He was always answering back. He was always dialed in. He was always focused. He was always mad at the world, whatever you want to say. And he just didn't there, – there was just nothing there. And I'm not, I'm, not really, I'm not really sure what it is, but it is. I mean, it's a real thing. And, and you can say, yeah, you know, every once in a while you just have a game like that. That's true. Everyone, everyone does. Uh, everyone. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who've been really good this year, had that game against the Dallas Cowboys. They really should have lost that game. They found a way to win it, even though they had uh, this, this, uh, this kind of a, a bad game. And to win when you have a bad game, that means you're a pretty darn good football team. So I'm not so convinced that Tom Brady is in that category that he just had a bad game. I'm convinced that Tom Brady is just old. And it catches up with everyone. I don't care who you are. Eventually, your day is done. Not saying his day is done, but it just it appears to me that Tom Brady is just, whether he wants to accept it or not, I don't care how well he eats, I don't care how well he trains, there's just a point where your body does not respond in the way necessary to compete at that highest level. All right, Helmets Off is now off. You can uh, find us again, Facebook at the Helmets Off Podcast, Twitter at the Helmets Off Show. We're powered by KSL Sports. And you can uh, download the KSL Sports app anywhere for free. Until then, we'll see you then. stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.